Welcome to C3 Church Tugra. You're about to hear a great message from Luke Eagle. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. January, we're talking about the new, right? We're going to talk about this scripture. So if you've got your Bibles, you can turn there. Talking about Romans 12. But you know what? I thought, I thought it was all, being, all going to be about renewing your mind, but it's deeper than that. It's all about freedom. This scripture is all about freedom. You'll see why. So, the full, I'm going to read verse 1 and 2. It says this Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Who has ever tried to renew their mind before? Whoever's, who's gone out and gone, you know what? I'm going to renew my mind. You probably haven't. Some people may have. Who's ever gone out and gone, you know what? I need to change that attitude. Who's gone, you know what? I don't like this about me. I'm going to change this. Well, we're going to talk about that tonight. And I'm going to give you some tips on how to do it. Because um, it's actually a lot harder than you may think. Who's um, said, you know what, this year, my New Year's resolution, I'm going to be everyone's friend. And then... You know, two days goes by, and you're like, that guy, that guy over there, oh God, that guy, that guy right there, I'm not his friend, he's an idiot. <laughs> or, you know, this year I'm going to respect my boss. And then you go to work on the second, and, and it's all over. Been there, done that, not this year. You know what? We all have the desire to do what is right, and we all have the desire to renew our minds, and we all have the desire to change, to become new. Why, do, why else do we have news resolutions? Why else do we, you know, want to just, why do we get down on ourselves when we're doing things we don't like? It's because we want to change. We want to become new. So it's built in, this desire to do that, it's built in. But sometimes, we just can't. It feels like our mind is not in the same place as our will. You know, we, we will to stop swearing, or we will to be everyone's friend, or we, we want to have a better attitude, but then we can't. We, and then what happens is, I've been there. So many times, I've been there. I am going to do this. I am going to 
bless my wife by vacuuming every week <laughs> and putting away the dishes and packing the dishwasher. And you just don't. You just don't. And then you get down, you're like, oh, I'm an idiot. I'm a bad husband. I'm a bad human being. I'm a bad son. You know, we get down on ourselves when we don't do it. I think that's actually bondage, but anyway. So we've all attempted it, and we've all failed. It's because the mind is about, excuse my terrible, terrible handwriting. Um, the, <laughs> the mind is a battlefield. We've heard it before. So Romans 7, 14, 21, this is just before Paul talks about renewing, being transformed by the renewing of our mind. It's a few chapters earlier. Paul says this, We know that the law is spiritual, but I am unspiritual, sold as a slave to sin. I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do, but what I hate, I do. And if I do what I don't want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it is no longer I myself who do it, but it is sin living in me. For I know that good itself does not dwell in me, that is, in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do. This I keep on doing. Now if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it. But it is sin living in me that does it. So I find this law at work. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. You think this guy would have it sorted out. You think he would. But as you can see, like just in his writing, the fact that he repeats it like 25 times suggests to me that he couldn't do it. That it's hard. It'd be nice if it was easy, but it's not. Renewing your mind, it'd be nice if it was easy. Because we'd go, oh, I'm going to stop this. And bam, stopped. Or I'm going to start doing this. And you just start doing it. It'd be nice if it was that easy. But we don't. It's not. So the mind, if we are trying to do it ourselves, usually we try and replace a bad list with a good list. So I've drawn two lists. A bad list and a good list. 655, you know, there's a lot of good things that we can do. And there's actually, that should be about 500. So I'll write it in, 500. There's heaps of bad things. This is usually our approach to doing it. And we'll find out that that's not actually possible. But anyway, we try to replace a list of bad things with a new list. I won't swear, I'll pray. I won't hate, I'll befriend. But it just doesn't happen. We go, okay, this, these actions here, they're no good. I'm now going to do this. And it just doesn't happen. We fail because we're human. And we're slaves to sin. We then get tied up trying to achieve the list. 
without doing what we really should be doing. And we'll get to that later. Because Christ came to set us free. He didn't come to say, all right, you've been a bad person. Now you're a good person. And so because you're a good person, you've got to do all these things. You've got to love people. You've got to, you know, pray for people. He doesn't say that. He doesn't once say that. Because I think living a life of bondage is trying to replace the list. That's bondage. Because we can't ever achieve what we want to achieve. Because we're human. We're broken people. We are not what we should be. I think the, the essence of freedom, and this is pretty good, if you can get your mind around it. It took me like probably a good 10 minutes just thinking over this going, what does that mean? Freedom is doing what you love to do if what you love to do is what you ought to do. I just didn't write it down. I probably should have. Oh, that's ugly. Um, so freedom is doing what you love to do if what you love to do is what you ought to do. This is a brain. I showed Tash and she said, no, that's lungs. I said, no, that's definitely a brain. It's a little bit of a brain. It's a brain that's had a hard life, I think. Um, I, I'll give you a tip of why we can't just replace a bad list with a good list. It's because we use this much of our brain to make choices. We use, I'm going to use black on this if I can find it. We use this part of our brain. Well, we don't use it, it just happens. This part of our brain is the subconscious. 95% of your brain is just things that you do. I'm not standing up here going, okay, breathe in, breathe out. Breathe in, breathe out. Breathe in, breathe out. Look people in the eye. Look, look, look. Move your eyes to the right, move your eyes to the left. Point with your fingers, two fingers, not one. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I'm not going, okay, left foot, yep, down. Okay, right foot, down, up, down. I'm not doing that. 95% of, of what you do is subconscious. It just happens. You know, it's like, Effect and response. Our brain, well, our mind says, okay, there's a car in my lane, I'm out, I'm gone. It says, my mum wants me to clean my room, I'm flipping out. It says, Tash wants to have, you know, good quality time. Yeah, right. No. You know, it's not, we're not making these conscious decisions every day to have a good attitude. Our attitude is just, it just happens. I'm gonna skip a bit, but I think the, um, turn in your Bibles to Ephesians 4, 
23. And it talks about being made new in the attitude of your mind. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds. See, your mind isn't, because it's self-conscious, your mind has its own little mindset. Your mind has its own attitude. If your mind has its own attitude, and 95% of that, of your, what you do, is subconscious, then I think what we need to address is the attitude of our mind. I think I've made it pretty clear we're not gonna do it ourselves. We can try, and we can get frustrated, and we can get down on ourselves, we can get depressed, and we can hate ourselves, but we're never gonna get it done ourselves. We're gonna be constantly battling to try and do it constantly battling you know the 95% and kicking ourselves when we do it wrong who's been there Luke Eagle has definitely been there see the transformation is a transformation where we no longer do the works of the flesh but we produce the fruit of the spirit it's not I'm going to replace the works of the flesh with the works of the spirit We're not replacing a list of flesh with a list of spirit. There's no other list. We just have the one list that we all work off. And 95% of what we do just comes straight off that list without us even realizing. And we can't physically ourselves, you know, I I see a lot in the world this self-help, you know, Lose 20 pounds in two weeks. You know, be a more positive person by just doing these few things. That's cool. It might help, but ultimately, you're not going to replace your list by you trying to replace that list. We're not able to, because we're human. We're not God. God can change that list. So this transformation is something a lot, lot more than what we think. This transformation is not changing our own mindsets. It's profound. It's huge. The word that was, that's used for transform in Romans 12.2 is the same word used in Mark 9.2 when Jesus was transfigured up to heaven. He, came, he was on earth. He died. He was dead for three days. He rose again. He came back to all the dudes and hung out with them for a bit. And then there's the transfiguration of Jesus when he goes up into a cloud. The same word for transformed in Romans 12 too, is the same word used when Jesus was transfigured to heaven. That's not simply Jesus going, I'm off, see you later. I'm making a decision to go and I'm out of here. No, it's something way bigger than that. It's powerful. It's huge. Because we have a pretty strong mind. I think God created us that way. We have processes in place. There's this big long, I've seen this drawn on a big whiteboard, like how the mind works. You've got the mind, and then you've got all these outcomes at the bottom, like your responses. 
and we've got all these synapses that we kind of get embedded in. Like, so, for example, a flies on your face, you hit, your, hit yourself in the face. That response is like a, a, the synapses have, have gone and it's, okay, there's something itching your face, there's something that shouldn't be on your face that is, we need to get rid of that. Okay, swing your arm at your face, hit yourself in the head. <laughs> that response is like a, your brain is kind of, just, it just knows that. That's weird, right? It's really hard to change that to, okay, there's a fly on my face. It's itchy. We need to get rid of this thing. I'm going to stand here and take it. It's really hard to make that shift in your mind because it's quite strong. It's quite strong, but it is broken, unfortunately. And you see, Adam and Eve, I might, I've got a picture here too. Here's Adam and Eve in the garden, hence the tree. There's God. When they were in the garden, everything was perfect. Everything was fine. But then they made a decision and everything went haywire. So haywire that God disappeared. They were no longer conscious of God, but they were conscious of themselves. They no longer had the perfect relationship with God, but they became finite. They became the flesh. And what did they do? They got leaves. I've got green. They got leaves and they painted them onto themselves. Oh, that's the boy. <laughs> so they became conscious of themselves. They no longer had full relationship with God and their minds were broken at that stage. And you know what? We all would have made the same decisions there. Let's be honest. We all probably would have had the same reaction. Because we're all human. Okay. So you probably... Oh, someone's added me as a friend. That's lovely. It's <laughs> awkward. I thought I'd turn that off. Anyway. Moving on. All right. So... Renewing our mind, we can't do it. We agree? It's impossible. No self-help program. No, your will cannot make it happen. So how? How do we make it happen? This is when it gets good. How do we make this happen? Let's go on. Hang on, here we go. We can't do it ourselves. If you've got your Bibles, turn to 2 Corinthians 3.18. I've got two scriptures that give us some tips, some hints at how we do it. Because this is our mandate as, as humans. This is our ma- mandate as God's people to be renewed, to be transformed, to start a journey of becoming more like Christ. 2 Corinthians 3.18 And we all who with unveiled faces 
contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. There's so many things in this verse. First of all, unveiled faces. That's referencing when it was not Noah. Who was it? Moses. Moses. He went up the mountain and he said, God, I want to see you. And God says, I'll remove the veil from your face, but I will just pass by. And he came down glowing. So with unveiled faces, which says to me, we need to come to God broken. We need to come to God hungry. We need to come to God with a passion for him. We need to go there without any preconceived ideas. So with unveiled faces, contemplate the Lord's glory, are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory. I think the image of the Lord, the image of Jesus, is the perfect image, is the perfect mindset. So being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. So how do we do it? We don't. No. No. We don't. The Spirit does it in us. Jesus comes into us and he changes us. He changes our mindset so that we're doing what we ought to do, so that we want to do what we ought to do. That's how we are transformed. That's how our mind is renewed. And the next scripture is in Titus 3. Four to five. And it says, But when the kindness and love of our God, our Saviour, appeared, He saved us, not because of righteous things we had done, no list replacement, but because of His mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit. See the word renewal there is the same as renewing the mind in Romans 12 too. So I think this renewal, this transformation this huge thing, this huge journey that we go on as Christians is only done by the Holy Spirit. It is only done by the Holy Spirit. So if that's the case, you know, what do we do now? Pack up, you know, woo, sweet, he'll do it. I'll just stand over here and wait for it to happen. No, no, no. We need to spend time with Jesus. We need to worship. We need to read the Gospels. We need to read about Jesus. Because the more we meditate on who Jesus was, the more our mind will just be renewed. And the list in our mind will be completely changed. Because Jesus is the only one who can change that mindset. He's the only one that can break through those barriers. He's the only one that can change our subconscious minds. So renewal comes through comes from the holy oh. How do you turn that off? Gosh. 
terrible. Anyway. Yeah, I should check Facebook now. Heretic. So renewal comes from the Holy Spirit through Jesus Christ. Someone wasn't taking notes. So renewal comes from the Holy Spirit through Jesus Christ. We come into a relationship with Jesus when we get saved. We start this journey with the Holy Spirit. We spend time with Jesus. We come to church. We spend time worshipping our God and our Saviour. And our mind is renewed. It's as simple as that. I, I see that this is something that... See, I never heard of this when I was a young Christian. I was the guy trying to replace the list. And it was hard slog. You'd beat yourself up every day. God, I remember in year 10... I was, used to hang out with the rowdiest bunch of people. You know, some like me, probably. But I used to hang out with the rowdiest bunch of people, and I went, I, I've got to become a better person. I have to. And so there was these two guys who I knew were Christians, and I knew that they, you know, loved Jesus, and I went, all right, I'm going to go and hang out with those guys, and it was hell. Because... You know, I was trying to just replace something with something. And it didn't work. Didn't help that they were pretty heavy dorks. Is that a nice word? I don't know. They're lovely guys. They were lovely guys. But I did it for about six months. And I was just like dying on the inside because there was just, I don't know. I just didn't really, I was, I was, trying, I was just trying too hard. And I wasn't spending enough time with Jesus. I wasn't going alone with Jesus and spending time with him. I was just trying to do it myself. And it didn't work, funnily enough. And so we spend time with Jesus. We see him in all his glory. We worship him. There's nothing better that you can do than to worship God. We meditate on who he is and what he has done for us. We read the Gospels. We go up the mountain like Moses. We go up the mountain and spend time with Jesus. We let the Holy Spirit invade us. And then, you know, it's another brain. Uh, our brain, instead of being covered in black, let's go yellow. Our whole brain is full of the light of Jesus. Ah. And when you're renewed, that's a renewed mind. That right there. <laughs> I hope that helps. Anyway, so we've got a couple of minutes. And um, the band, why don't you come up? And um, let's just spend some time with Jesus. Just for a few minutes. We'll give it five, maybe ten, maybe seven.
Let's spend some time with Jesus just for the, the next few minutes. Because there's nothing I can tell you to do besides that that's going to help you. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.